Welcome to the Virtual Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is a solo episode by John Plumstead. That's me. Let's go. I don't know if any of you have watched the Tom Brady Hertz commercials, where he's like, let's go. Let's go. Every time I see those, it, it pumps me up. So let's go. Jump right into it. Today, I want to talk about failure and a recent failure that we had. I think Frank and I are going to dig into it during a longer episode, but I'll do a quick one about it because uh, it's on my mind and it's pertinent. And if anyone else is going through this, I think it could add value to share. Okay. So here's the failure is we recently split with seven awesome team members. We recently had to lay off, let go seven different team members. Okay. Uh, five were from the Philippines Two were from Pakistan. Uh, all seven of them were amazing team members, and it broke my heart to have to separate from. Okay, so why did we? Why did we do it? Okay, 2020, our primary marketing channel for off-market real estate was texting, uh, SMS. It worked really well, and towards the end of 2020, SMS got really hard, meaning carriers. We're blocking messages and our price per lead went way up. So in 2021, we made the decision to go from texting to cold calling. And we stood up a call center. We got a bunch of awesome people on our team. We cycled through a bunch. Some lasted, some didn't. Um, but we got to the point where, you know, we, we had as many as 20 at a time. Um, we would get bigger. We would rotate through. But we, we had you know, an awesome team of 12 virtual assistants or team members or offshore talent, however you want to look at it. And cold calling started to die. Cold calling still works in small volumes, but we were using multi-line dialers, which lets you make a lot more phone calls in the same period of time. And those technologies are being blocked by the phone companies as well. And we kind of anticipated it, but, um, it, it started getting a lot harder, a lot more competition. So we didn't need cold callers anymore, right? We just, we didn't. We got to a point where we realized that we had seven too many cold callers. We spent maybe, Frank and I spent a couple of weeks trying to think through how can we do this differently? How can we repurpose people? How can we reimagine our strategy? And what we came down to was, there's no way we can keep these seven people. Okay, we we kept, you know, five uh, awesome virtual assistants on, but we let seven go. Right, and you may look at it and go, "Hey, too easy, John's." You know, like quit being a softy. Like, hey, if your business can't support them, time to uh, time to make the cut. Right, and uh, the hard thing is, is as we look at our company and we look at culture and we look at being being good people, um, we didn't look at these people like virtual assistants, we looked at them like they were awesome team members and, you know, uh, really wanted what's best for them and, you know, cared about them and, and cared about their family's well-being. So it was tough. Like I'm telling you, it was, it was tough, but Frank and I made the decision. We said, Hey, the best thing for, for our company is to get lean, cut our call center. Um, and because that industry is changing so much and we're spending more time in self-storage, we're going to focus, um, you know, on self-storage and, you know, on some different marketing channels. 
um, we got to relook the team. Okay. So um, this is, this is kind of an awkward part, but one thing that it took me a long time, Frank and I a long time to figure it out too, is like, how are we actually going to do this in a virtual environment? How do you do layoffs and be sensitive to the situation? Um, but, but execute it, right? Like it, it was a, it was a challenge. Okay. So this is how we did it. I don't know if it was good or bad, but you know, if we had to do it again, I think I would probably do it the exact same way or very similar way. So the leaders within our company, besides me and Frank, but the other leaders in our company, we told them uh, about one week before, maybe not quite one week before, but, um, almost a week before we said, Hey, here's a situation. Okay. Um, you know, we understand with this much turnover, you may want to leave, you may want to stay, but we want to give you a weekend and a couple of days to think about uh, what the situation is, okay? And then uh, we waited to a Friday and on a Friday, um, we're like, okay, we are going to uh, make this decision or correction, communicate this decision. Um, so what we did is uh, kind of like middle of the shift on a Friday, we brought everyone into a Zoom meeting so it was one on everybody or me and Frank on everybody. And we laid out the situation, um, you know, said, hey, this is a hard meeting. Maybe the hardest meeting we've ever uh, had to have uh, with Grayline in our company. But here it is. Now we're going to have breakout rooms where we tell everyone their their fate. And then we did breakout rooms. And then uh, Frank handled one and I handled the other. And we um, met one-on-one with all the people and you know we let those who were being retained let them know they're being retained and the ones that weren't being retained we let them know as well um so that was that was kind of the dynamics of it and then um you know people were able to communicate via slack and via zoom to everyone else kind of within the company the rest of that day and then um that was it okay so that that was a nuts and bolts of how it happened and then um, two things we did on, on top of that, that made us feel good. Like we were living with high character and doing the right thing is one, we gave them a severance package. Um, so, um, you know, people could cover expenses um, uh, while they look for a new job. And so hopefully people wouldn't be uh, put out too terribly by losing the job. And the other thing we did is we worked really hard to try to get them all uh, a follow-on job. We spent a lot of time, training and they spent a lot of time learning. So we felt like they were uniquely positioned to go get new jobs in real estate. And um, I'm not sure if all of them got jobs, but um, I'm positive all of them were offered jobs at least. So we worked hard to get them new jobs and most of them did. And I haven't completely closed the loop, but I feel very good with not only the severance package we gave, but also with getting them new jobs. Okay. So I felt really good about that. So what are, what are my, what are my takeaways here? Why am I laying this out? One is no one talks about failures. And I feel like this was a failure. It was a failure because we had to let people go um, from business perspective. It was what our business needed, but it, it was really hard to do, right? Like anytime you lay someone off, that's hard. And some of you might go like, Hey, you know, quit being a softie, right? Well, I tend to think everyone is prone one way or the other, right? Like if, if you have a high emotional intelligence, um, and you have a high level of empathy, it's going to be really hard, uh, to make those decisions. Um, but on the other hand, if it's really easy to make those decisions, you're probably not very personable and people probably, you know, don't want to be on your team. Right. So it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. I have a really hard time uh, with some of those tougher conversations, but I feel like leading a team, 
I love the dynamic aspect of that, where maybe someone who, uh, you know, has no problem firing people, I would imagine they have a harder time leading a team, but I don't know. Okay. Um, so land that out there. And then also, I just want to lay out like, you know, real estate isn't uh, all rainbows and unicorns, right? Like startups, real estate, private equity, single family game, whatever you want to call what we're doing, it is hard. There's wins, there's losses, but it's, it's hard. Okay. Um, so that's my L, right? Posting the L. It was tough, but let me leave you with this. I am more excited about our business today than I ever have. We leaned out. We've got a team now of five virtual assistants. Adam is taking over all of our single family business. He's going to be on next episode of the podcast, which should be good. Um, and then uh, it's me and Frank. Okay. So me and Frank are mostly focused on uh, storage. We've got one awesome team member named Liberty that's helping us on self storage. And then on the single family side, Adam is running, you know, we'll call it 90% of that with Frank and I helping the other 10%. But Adam's running 90% of it. And he has two awesome team members, Diane and Mario on the front side. And then on the back side of the business, he has two awesome employees uh, or team members in Joycey and Anne. Okay. So five uh, offshore awesome team members, one stateside team member, and then me and Frank. And I'm super, super excited for 2022. Uh, we're looking through what exactly our goals are. And I don't know if we'll share those or not, but uh, uh, exciting. Thanks for listening. Hit us up on Twitter. If you want to stay in contact, take care.